0: Welcome to Travel with Stephanie Abrams.
1: Well, I am thrilled you're with us this hour. Remember, we podcast every show for 52 weeks at Travelers411.com, and you can select either Travelers411 or Travel with Stephanie Abrams. Both shows are podcasts, and if you've missed anything or you want to download and take us with you, you want to share it with friends, you can do that. We archive every show complete with show notes, uh, links to the relevant websites of our guests, um, other information that would be of value to you at sabrams.com. That's s a b r a m dot And if you still have more leisure time hanging about at home or you're sneaking away for a safe breakaway somewhere and you'd like some good reading to take with you, give some consideration to my novel. You won't regret it. Rumors by Stephanie Abrams. It's an ebook and in print, and you can get it at any online bookseller. So, um, you know, I'm always getting solicited by companies, organizations, and um, PR firms, publicists, with news releases and press releases about all things related to travel. And uh, in addition to alerts that I get from Google and CNN and whoever out there in the news business, if it's something related to a destination or to travel, um, I'll get the information just as it's being released. And the other day, I got an email from an organization we've had on the air before Um, An organization called International Living. Their website is International Living, one word, no abbreviations, no dots or dashes or underscores or whatever. Internationalliving.com. And I have been um, interested in this organization. They are always releasing info on not only visiting, but extended visits, and extended visits with a plan of living part of a year or all of a year or permanently in some other destination in the world other than the one you're currently living in. And remember, we're podcast in Europe. We're probably podcast in Asia too. But I you know, I go to the list of podcasts and are always shocked by how many people or how many companies are picking up Uh, our programming, some of it is related to partners of companies like iHeartRadio and iTunes and TuneIn Radio and Apple Radio and all that jazz. There's a company in Germany, podcast.de. They podcast uh, one of our shows, Travel with Stephanie Abrams. Going back to 2012 when we first went on the air, they have over a 1,000 hours of podcasts there. So, and I am sure... That some of the people who are going to podcasters in other parts of the world, many of them are either living there and while they're they are on assignment for, you know, working for some company, or maybe even an American company, um, or they've moved. And I've always had this fuzzy fantasy about living somewhere else. Now, we've just come back from five months of living in Northern Ireland, and I have to tell you, it took um, two elephants and a tank to put a rope around me and drag me to the airport to come home because I was really happy there. (laughs) And I have thought more and more about the potential of living either a good part of the year or permanently residing uh, either in the Republic of Ireland or in Northern Ireland, which is part of the U.K., and um, we lived for four of the five months we were away. I mean, we're just freshly back uh, in County Antrim. So any of the shows you would have heard uh, between uh, the end of March and um, middle to end of July would have been produced while we were living in, in uh, four months in Ireland and a few weeks in uh, four months in Northern Ireland, a few weeks in Ireland, and then the those that we produced while we were touring about between the end of February and mid-March, thinking we were going home March 18th, which didn't happen because of the lockdown. So um, I must hasten to add probably the happiest five months of my life. It was a remarkably wonderful experience. And that's because... We didn't get sick. Had we gotten sick while we were there, I'd probably have a very different view on the subject. But it was amazing. It was nothing short of amazing, which is now encouraging me even more to get our dog, Aaron Go-Woof, our English Springer Spaniel, through something called the UK-Ireland Pet Scheme, where you can get your dog or cat, I don't know if there are other pets they allow, but dogs and cats for sure, You can get them through the paperwork and the um, analysis of their level of health uh, over a six-month period while you are living in the U.S. so that you can travel with your pet and arrive either in the U.K. or in Ireland and enter immediately and not have your pet quarantined for six months, which I would never go for. There are other countries in Europe that are not as strict. I mean, you fly, go fly with Air France into France. Just bring all the proper medical um, paperwork that proves that your pet is healthy, um, has all its inoculations up to date, and before you know it, um, you're going to be uh, in France or in the continent of Europe. But the U.K. and Ireland are still back in the Middle Ages thinking you're coming in with a pet that's going to spread rabies. But you can do it from home. And um, when I get authorization that Erin go Wolf is ready to travel, look out. So when I got this email, uh, news release from uh, International Living... Um, I was really interested in this one because it it overviewed, I'm going to say it was five destinations in the world that might be a good choice if you're thinking about living somewhere else. Two of the places I have thought about were on that list. One was Ireland and another, oh, actually three because I think Belize was on the list too. Belize, and that's because my son has very strong connections with people in Belize And he's traveled there many times to interface with them. And so, you know, I feel like I'm part of their family. But Belize, Costa Rica, and Ireland were three of the places on that list. And I thought, well, if I've been giving this some thought, and according to this press release, interest in Americans in living somewhere out of the U.S. and visiting internationalliving.com to find out about it is up. I don't remember if the number was 140% or I think it was 160% over last year, same time. So over August 2019, the interest in looking at what are the realities of living somewhere else have gone up dramatically. And so we've invited Dan Pressure to be on the air with us. He's the senior editor at International Living And um, we're going to talk with him about everything related to consideration and actually making a decision to live outside of the U.S. right after this.
2: Guests of Stephanie Abrams Travel Shows when here in the Berkshires of western Massachusetts stay at the delightful and trendy boutique Hotel on North. Visit their website at hotelonnorth.com.
1: I am delighted to have on the line with us the Senior Editor for International Living. You can visit their website at internationalliving.com. I want to welcome him back. He's been a guest before. Dan Pressure, thanks for joining us, Dan. My
3: pleasure, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Great to be here.
1: Now, I got this email last week, and it reviews... um, what's considered for the moment anyway, the top five places for international living. And um, I mean, one of the things that impressed me was the statistic of the increase in the number of searches compared to June 2019 of Americans investigating living elsewhere and apparently, according to your email, it's up 160% over 2019.
3: That's correct. Um, and searches on an article that we had, How to Move Out of the U.S., uh, got on 504% since May of 2020. So there's a lot of interest.
1: Wow. Since May of 2020, it's gone up. That's correct. Holy cow. Wow. Wow. Now, um, the list included Costa Rica, Belize, Ireland, Uruguay, and Portugal. Uh, Of this list, the first three places on this list would be places as a traveler considering relocation for living would be high on my list. So um, that's one of the reasons I contacted you, Dan, because I get lists all the time of the top 10 this and the top 20 that. And it's like, where did they get these places from? That's not right. (laughs) And I don't know what top means because sometimes, um, you know, for me, it's like the Cole Porter song. You're the tops. You're the Eiffel Tower. You're Mickey Mouse. It's not you're the most often visited because you're the cheapest place to go or... Um, you know, enough people responded and said they liked it, but you don't know if those people ever unlocked the chain at their desk and left their office to go anywhere. So right. a lot of times surveys are, for me, being in the know, completely useless and meaningless. But when three out of the five places I would consider living were on your list, I, and they were the first three, I say, oh, bingo, you know, truly these people know what they're talking about. So I need to ask you a couple of questions first, but we're going to take a quick commercial break and come right back. And one of the things I want to understand is International Living as a company, internationalliving.com, what is it you do and how does your company benefit? Uh, Because some people looked at this email or heard about it on my shows, And so I want to get into an understanding of what it is you do and where is your vested interest in all of this. We'll be right back. Don't leave me. Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com blog. That's sabram scom slash blog. And at bizTV.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays.
4: The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. Where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Ah, Curaçao, the island that offers vacationers
2: 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curaçao's capital city, Willemstad, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit Curacao.com or call toll-free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222.
5: Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler enrollment program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings visit us at travel.state.gov today.
0: It's travel with Stephanie Abrams.
1: On the line with me is Dan Pressure from he's a senior editor at uh, International Living. Visit their site at internationalvisiting.internationalliving.com, uh, but if you're driving, don't worry about it. Just go to sabrams.com and for two and a half to three months, we feature all our guests listed on the home page. When you click on that, you'll find links to all the relevant websites for our guests. And if you're listening for the first time and by the time you get to your destination, you don't remember who was that lady, just go to Google and put in radio show travel expert. You can't lose me. I dominate that first page of results much to the consternation of a bunch of other people who are in this media field. So, Dan, talk to me. What benefit is it to your company if somebody hears about this on my shows or they go to your website and it looks like the warm, fuzzy dream could come true living in Portugal or New Zealand or somewhere, Ireland, Belize, Costa Rica? What benefit? Benefit, how does your company benefit from this?
3: Um, International Living, for probably the past 43, 44 years, has been a publishing company. We, we publish information on uh, expat life, how to move successfully abroad. And for much of that time, it was for retirees um, specifically, how to make a fixed income go as far as possible, a pension, Social Security, So basically, we just publish information and present information on the places to go where you can get a better lifestyle without giving up anything for less money and get better weather to boot. So when somebody actually sees our information and makes the move, we don't really get anything out of it except a warm glow. But hopefully, up to that point, they've been subscribing to our magazine. They've been going to our conferences. They've been getting our white papers and special reports. So, that's what we do. We're a publishing company.
1: I got it. You and I need to talk. But we'll do that off the air.
3: Got
1: So, now, um, this list only had five destinations on it. So, in addition to Belize and Costa Rica and Ireland, there's Uruguay and Portugal. Um, Mexico used to show up high up. It's not on this list of five. I mean, clearly, five is five, but why Uruguay and not Mexico?
3: I'll explain the rationale for this. And the International Living editors put this short list together of probably thinking the same way you do. You, You great minds think alike. I think you were thinking along the same track. We were trying because there was a spike in interest of people wanting to move out of the States, We said to ourselves, they may or may not know anything about these countries. They may or may not know about expat life. But what are the countries that make good sense to consider from a good value perspective and an ease of settling in perspective? What are the places that would be easy to get to, easy to settle into for almost anybody, an experienced expat or somebody who's never even thought of it before? Uh, What are the five places that ring the most bells? And for our editors, those were these five here, three of which Right. Your bells as well. So I, I think you guys were thinking along the same line.
1: Well, and, you know, I could be very happy in Portugal, by the way. Uh, this I know for a fact. I love Portugal, but I find that, you know, I, I don't want to live. I, I want to live in places that I love to travel to. I want to live in places like where I live in Western Massachusetts in Berkshire County, which is itself a tourism destination. And if you're healthy, you're welcome to come and visit. And if there's a chance that you're not, please stay home. <laughs> but, but for the moment, um, you know, once you get out of the metropolitan areas in Portugal you better know Portuguese or Spanish. You got a good shot with Spanish because Spain is their nearest neighbor and uh, they abut Spain, but my second language is French. So, you know, without somebody to interpret everything, um, I would find that more difficult. Whereas Costa Rica, Belize and Ireland um, well, we think we speak the same language. There are some vast and great differences that I have to talk about when you say something and everybody laughs or sides off because it means the same words mean something very different uh, to the Irish and the British uh, than the way we use them in English. But, um, you know, it's much easier to deal with shops and shopkeepers and neighbors and buying and selling things and whatever if you have some affinity for the language and when you get out into countryside places in every destination in the world there are fewer people who speak english unless there's some english language history in that location i'm getting the signal long distance we have to pull out of the segment stay with me we'll be right back there's so much to talk about
2: Portions of today's show brought to you by Curacao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture. A UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit Curacao.com.
5: Your U.S. password is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks, and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler enrollment program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today.
1: Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com slash blog. That's S-A-B-R-A-M-S dot com slash blog. And at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays.
2: Ah, Curaçao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands. But dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors, Curaçao's capital city, Willemstad, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find. A wide variety of sidewalk cafes, gourmet restaurants, local eateries, and markets to satisfy every palate. Slide into Curacao's live and let live way of life. Curacao, feel it for yourself. Visit Curacao.com or call toll-free 800-328-7222. That's 800-328-7222.
4: The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food, and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop, where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting black forest, where it snows year-round, Santa's workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year, and the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday. Or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant, Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass, where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24. Rumors, Stephanie Abrams'
2: novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by
0: Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Traveling soon? Got questions? Email Stephanie at Stephanie at S-A-B-R-A-M-S dot com. It's travel with Stephanie Abrams.
2: Portions of today's show brought to you by Curaçao, offering vacationers cultural experiences wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture. A UNESCO World Heritage City on a southern Caribbean island with coves, beaches, and over 60 dive and snorkeling sites. Curaçao, feel it for yourself. Visit curaçao.com.
0: It's travel with Stephanie Abrams.
1: On the line with me is Dan Pressure, Senior Editor of International Living... Um, They have um, a magazine you can find online as well at internationalliving.com. Do you do do print magazines, Dan, and mail them out, or have you gone strictly to an online magazine?
3: We still do the paper edition, Stephanie, just because we're nostalgic that way. Uh, I still like getting magazines in the mailbox, and I still like having them sitting on the coffee table. And a lot of people get a lot of comfort, especially nowadays from good print material. So yeah, we still produce the magazine, but you can of course get it online in PDF as well.
1: So if you chose to have either the PDF edition or the um print edition, um do you subscribe on a semi-annual or annual basis or are there are deals for if you subscribe for 2 or 3 years at a time that are more economical as some magazines do?
3: All of the above, all of the above. And there are there are specials going on all the time anybody who's on the international living email mailing list will tell you we have about a deal a day that that lands in your in your email box and uh, a lot of them are subscription deals so yeah that's going on all the time there are very economical ways to get the magazine. so
1: in general what would you say the range would be that people would be paying for a yearly subscription
3: Oh gosh, you got me there. Uh, I get it because I'm an employee, so I don't I don't know what the current special subscription rate All is. Right. but it's it's on the it's on the uh, website at internationalliving.com. First okay. thing you'll see.
1: And so the focus of the magazine is in providing the kind of information for people who are considering moving to a destination. Is it also for people who are already living in some? outside of the U.S. destination?
3: It's for both. Uh, we find that the people who haven't become expats yet but are thinking of the expat life, they kind of look at the magazine as a dream book because it's full of stories by people who have successfully made the move, how they did it, the challenges they overcame, the hurdles they were able to, to get over to do it, uh, success stories from expats who are who are living the life. And we've also found that people who move abroad once often do it again. The grass is, is always greener on the other side. Okay. Can you,
1: realize- can you can we, I just stop you for a second. Mark, can you put this on pause? Go. So, um, do you find that, that in addition to people who might be interested, either because they have to live in another country because they're working on a project for their company, or um, they... Um, you know, they're moving for family reasons but or maybe for study or something um, and they're going to another country for a period of time where they know they're coming back to the U.S. Um, do you find that they're interested in um, information about what's going on now in the, in the place that they're in or is it really focused on people who haven't yet made the move?
3: Uh, it's, it's for people who are thinking about making the move or who have made the move. There's a lot of part-timers now. Um, historically our demographic has been people who wanted to retire abroad. So that meant just making the move and stay where you were until you either wanted to come back or you found the cemetery that you liked <laughs> in Costa Rica or, or Ecuador. But, uh, part time is an entirely new thing. The demographic's getting younger and younger. As people with families discover that, you know, especially if they have transportable careers, careers they can do anywhere on the planet as long as right. there's an Internet connection, they're ready to go. So it's it runs the gamut now.
1: So one of the things I've found, because I have toyed with this idea for a very long time, and I'm actually getting to a point where Um, It's moving, you know, it's shifting on the Abrams scale um, from, you know, fantasizing to something moving closer to the reality sector. And one of the things I have learned over the last, I can't tell you how many years, um, especially more recently, it has become more expensive for Americans to Decide they're going someplace else because there are special visas that have to be bought. Uh, Sometimes, many times, they are four figures, sometimes, they are five figures. There are minimum um, asset levels. Um, that in some countries you have to prove that you have an income of more than $50,000 a year per person or more than $50,000 a year per couple um, and that you have X amount of assets in the bank or that you're bringing with you because they don't want people moving in and then trying to get on their welfare rolls or being, having to be taken care of by the government of wherever you're going so um and i found that some countries are truly for most people unless you hit the lottery unaffordable there's just no way it's going to happen so of the countries that you focused on in in this particular article where belize costa rica ireland uruguay and portugal are listed did you find any red flags related to Yeah, you can get by, you can, you know, cuz most of these have um fairly low cost for a couple to live nicely with the essentials of living, the cost of uh, you know, renting a place to live, food, um having uh transportation, having uh enough left over so you can go to the occasional you know, concert or event or what have you. Um, But it doesn't talk about you need a a nest egg of XYZ in order to take up residency there. Can you address that at all?
3: Sure. Uh, The one that sticks out is Ireland. Ireland is probably of the five here, the toughest place to get a residence visa.
1: You're right Uh, on that.
3: There's a lot of flips and twists to go through. Um, but it's, it's so beautiful and so accommodating and so steeped in history and English speaking that it, it's a, just a natural place to visit, even part time if you want to go. And, you know, if you, if you want to live in a Schengen country and just hop back and forth to the Republic or live in Northern Ireland, it's perfectly feasible to do. Explain but, to my audience
1: I, who is less familiar what a Schengen country is, because that word has been popping around of late, and I know my listeners haven't a clue. What is a Schengen country?
3: It's a country that joined the the Schengen group of, it's not exactly the European Union, but it's a, it's a country of uh, associated Europe, a group of associated European countries that uh, allow free travel and and relatively free trade between them, visa less travel across borders, and the ability to to stay and and uh, make easy residency in any one of the countries. Some European countries belong to the Schengen group, some don't. So uh, all of them will allow you to hop back and forth between Schengen countries and non Schengen countries, and kind of reset your tourist visa, if that's what you want to do. It's um, it's more complicated than I'm saying it, as most bureaucratic things are, mm. but it can work out in your favor if you want to make just the European continent uh, your playground. Uh, jumping back and forth with the aid of the Schengen Agreement is pretty easy to do.
1: You know, um, let me th- share with you and my audience some of the things I learned. Number one, uh, if you want to live in the Republic of Ireland and you have parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, or a whole bunch of greats in front of the word grandparent, of uh, ancestors who uh, were born in Ireland, you have the inside track to getting a Republic of Ireland passport with relatively easy path, and um, you're on the road, and you're going to be all set easily. Regrettably, my only Irish connection is that I was a leprechaun in a previous lifetime. So um, that's a little hard to prove. Um, What I learned in the five months we were living in Ireland is that, you know, we never really think about it. Because when we go over, we go over for three or four weeks. We generally come home on the latest, the 29th day. So we're back in our house by the 30th day. And sometimes we're just away 17, 19, 21, 23 days. So I never really think about the visa waiver that we are offered with our American passport, which at the moment is pretty much worthless. So we're looking forward to our passport coming back of some value. If you wanted to go today to Ireland, you would be welcome. The welcome mat is out, but you need to self-isolate. You need to promise that you're self-isolating. I don't know that anybody's checking up on you though. But um, the restriction is that when you land, you go to where you're staying and you don't come out for, are you ready, drum roll, 14 days. Most Americans just for a trip are going 7, 10, 12, 14 days. So unless you're going for a month or two or three or four, it doesn't pay because the first two weeks you're going to be locked up wherever you are. You're going to lock yourself up. After three months, you're waivered visa has come to an end in the republic so interestingly enough you you need to go and apply for a visa extension to be able to stay and all that jazz but one of the things that happened quite by chance to us dan is that and by the way if you just joined us we're talking with dan pressure from international um we um We moved in three weeks into our stay in Ireland into a cottage. It was a big old farmhouse, fabulous place. Oh my, so wonderful. We moved into a place in County Antrim in the UK, in Northern Ireland. There is no border crossing. There's nobody to look at a passport. There's nobody to stamp. It's like going from New York to Connecticut you know you just drive and you're in the next place and it's fine you're allowed to stay without um a visa extension visa waived in the uk which would include england scotland wales and northern ireland for six months so i kept saving the prescriptions we refilled from the pharmacy, uh, invoices for delivery of food to prove that we were four months of the six months we were allowed in Northern Ireland. So when we came back into Ireland to fly home from Dublin, I wouldn't interface with some customs officer as we were leaving the country who looked at us like we overstayed our stay in Ireland that we were scofflaws. Because if that happens, you don't get back so fast because they're mad at you for overstaying your, your welcome. So it just seemed to me, if I had two places, one in the Republic and one in the North, we could go back and forth. But well, we actually could go to Spain or France or any of the Schengen countries. Um, but I, if I wanted to stay in Ireland so we didn't have to take a plane trip and we could just drive from place to place on the island that's Ireland, we could have gone from... The Republic, spend three months there, go into the North, spend six months there, come back into the Republic. We're on a new three month stay, which is something I we've done. That. Yeah. That's something we've done by air because many, many years we've gone back and forth between the U.S. and Ireland four times in a year, four trips. About every three months. So we're going to take a quick break and come right back. Don't leave me. We're going to finish up this hour talking with Dan Pressure from International Living. I hope you're getting something out of this. Um, If nothing else, maybe we plant some seeds for your future. Stay with me. We'll be right back.
5: Your U.S. passport is the key to your international adventures abroad and is the most secure travel document that proves both citizenship and identity. The State Department's official website, travel.state.gov, has comprehensive information about applying for a passport for the first time, renewing a passport, passports for minors, fees, and much more. You can apply at over 8,000 passport acceptance facilities, including post offices and clerks of court. Standard processing is currently four to six weeks and expedited service takes two to three weeks. If you need your passport in less than two weeks, call 1-877-487-2778 to schedule an appointment at one of our regional passport agencies. Once you have your passport, sign up for our Smart Traveler enrollment program and download our Smart Traveler app on your smartphone. You will receive country-specific information, travel alerts, and warnings. Visit us at travel.state.gov today.
2: Rumors, Stephanie Abrams' novel of secrets, lies, and conspiracies that ensnare the lives of ordinary people in a tightening web that all starts with rumors. Available at Amazon.com in print and Kindle formats and BarnesandNoble.com. Rumors by
0: Stephanie Abrams, the perfect leisure time companion. Traveling soon? Got questions? Email Stephanie at Stephanie at S-A-B-R-A-M-S dot
4: com. It's Travel with Stephanie Abrams. The magic is happening at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass. One of New England's most popular attractions, the village is a unique entertaining world of fun, fantasy, food and fragrance for the whole family. It's also the world's largest candle shop where kids and grown-ups can make their own candles. The village is home to the enchanting Black Forest, where it snows year-round. Santa's Workshop, where he welcomes visitors every day of the year. And the Bavarian Christmas Village, filled with sparkling holiday ornaments. In addition to over 400,000 candles, you'll find toys, gifts, and more from great names like Pandora and Vera Bradley. And with tasty treats from Yankee Candy, Fresh Fudge, and Popcornopolis, every day is a holiday or sit down with the family for a wonderful meal at the award-winning Chandler's Restaurant. Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield, Mass, where families come for the candles and stay for the fun. Take the Mass Pike to I-91, exit 24.
1: Movie show travel itineraries with dots on maps. I want to do better than that and take you traveling by TV. Hi, this is Stephanie Abrams. Join me on Sundays on my new show, Travel TV with Stephanie Abrams, airing coast to coast when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Plan to sit right beside me. We'll explore travel for fun, business, reunions, weddings, honeymoons, families, and sports adventures, reaching homes in Boston, New York City, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Dallas, Houston, Nashville, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and more cities across America. Our affiliate TV stations are listed at sabrams.com blog. That's sabram dot blog. And at biztv.com. Let's take off traveling together when it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays.
2: Ah, Curacao, the island that offers vacationers 55 different cultures wrapped in history and charming traditional European architecture like those you'd find in the Netherlands, but dressed in Southern Caribbean sherbet colors. Curacao's capital city, Willemstad, is a UNESCO World Heritage City waiting for you to explore its many attractions. And when you've whipped up an appetite and thirst after sightseeing and visiting your choice of over 60 dive and snorkeling sites complete with intimate coves and beaches, you'll find a wide variety of sidewalk cafes gourmet restaurants local eateries and markets to satisfy every palate slide into curacao's live and let live way of life curacao feel it for yourself visit curacao.com or call toll-free 800-328-7222 that's 800-328-7222
0: travel with Stephanie Abrams.
1: On the line with me is Dan Pressure from International Living. Um, if you are just curious, if you fantasize that in the next 10 or 20 or 30 years you might have an interest in living abroad, if you think your company might be transferring you, or you have an opportunity to go after a job that maybe isn't long-term, maybe it's just a project for three, six months a year, or you've reached the point in your life where you could pick up and live anywhere you want and maybe it's time to explore some other place to live some other place in the world um and you want to get up and go check out internationalliving.com dan on your list is uruguay of places of value. Um, this is the top five places sent in an email of uh, p- places people seem to be interested in. Three of which I am right there with you, Belize, Costa Rica, and um, uh, Ireland. Um, and you've got Portugal, which is a gorgeous place, but I, I'm, I need to be in a place where I can talk to people. And I don't know Portuguese. Well, I don't know Portuguese at all. Uh, And I barely know enough Spanish to find out where to eat breakfast. But um, the other three countries have strong English-speaking populations, so it's not a problem. But Uruguay, um, for me, I think would be an obstacle because I am not... I need to be fluent in the language. And I'm sure I have lots of listeners who speak Spanish or know enough Spanish that with immersion in the destination, they might well, um, you know, learn the language fast enough and, and be happy there. So tell me why Uruguay is on this list in South America.
3: Yeah, Uruguay is kind of a unique country. It's um, it's very, very European, especially in Montevideo uh, on the Rio de la Plata. It's it's incredibly old world, lots of deep, deep culture. And Spanish is the language, but Montevideo is a cosmopolitan city. And uh, right up the coast is uh, is an incredible, uh, an, an incredible playground for most of South America, the beach playground. So Many languages are spoken there. It's it's a cosmopolitan environment. And the cost of living is relatively low compared to a lot of other major metropolitan areas around that part of South America. It feels like a long ways away. It's about uh, all the way across the South American continent if you're flying down from North America. But once you're there, you lack for nothing in culture, in amenities, in infrastructure, very stable place. And a large expat community. So you could find somebody to talk to if you wanted to. Just hang around the hang around one of the parks in Montevideo and, and look for gringos. You're 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 bound to find some.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're right next to uh, Buenos Aires, really. Um, just across
3: the river. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just across the estuary.
1: Right. And you know it's funny, I, I only force myself to look at a map. I, I really haven't looked at a map of South America in a long time. And I guess it's Paraguay I must have been thinking of. But I, I, my brain saw, until I was corrected looking at the map, Uruguay as being landlocked. And I'm wondering, well, what beach is he talking about? And I just pulled up a map, and my gosh, it's got a very significant coastline, and Montevideo is right on the sea.
3: Yeah, the coast is incredible there. And the the, the town I was talking about was Punta del Este. Which is where the rich and famous from all over South America go to spend what is their summer, which would be uh, our uh, our, winter. our winter here. Right. Yeah.
1: And, right. and by uh, the way, for it, you, it's ski- a stunning
3: place.
1: Yeah, and for you people who are skiers, uh, uh, Argentina has some uh, Branaluce and I forget the name of the other place, but it's right nearby. They they have developed ski resorts that are amazing. And one of the things they've done is the hotels at the ski resorts in Argentina, which is right next door to Uruguay, um, is that the hotels have casinos. So there's more than just sit around the fire with your, you know, Irish coffee or your, you know, your, your hot chocolate and whatever it is you're drinking. You can go play in the casinos at night there. It's, you know, quite remarkable. We appear to have pretty much run out of time for today. Go have a look at internationalliving.com. If you see your numbers rise there, Dan, know that um, my frequent visits is one of the reasons. And so, you and I need to talk some more. If you can hang on the line as we go out of um, today's show, Uh, come back next week, everybody. This is Stephanie Abrams. Thanks for joining us. We're flying high.